Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Yes, it is. Welcome to Hour 2. Who knows what's in store from the NBA? We'll get to that. We will. Have plenty of time to talk about that. If you missed the breaking news in Hour 1, it's Chris Paul uh, traded to the Wizards from the Suns, of course, as part of the, the Bradley Beal. I want to call it a blockbuster, but I don't think blockbuster is quite right, given what Washington didn't get in return. Um, but anyways, the Wizards are now shipping him back out west, even further west and more north, too, to the Bay Area, to Golden State. That's the breaking news, uh, courtesy of Rico. Thanks for sending that to us uh, before he got mad about shootout. But that's okay. We've moved on. Um, plenty more NBA to come. Um, but first, we're going to... Thank our sponsor of the show, Mary Ellen's Food yes. for the Soul. Charles and his crew back open through the weekend. I heard rumor from my parents um, that they were going to be out, Mary Ellen's that was, at uh, 25th and N-ish yesterday. Uh, apparently there's a lineup of food trucks, Mary Ellen's involved, uh, near the bank my parents go to. Um, so they went down, they went to the Mary Ellen's truck, said hi to Charles, yeah. said, said thanks yeah. for sponsoring the show. And their impression of him was my impression. Great dude, great food. That simple. Just that simple. And that's the wonderful thing about, you know, Mary Ellen's and and just how awesome that they are is like they can just go someplace, show up. And then the next thing, you know, people are falling in love with it and they want to go out there to 27th and Pine Lake and and really test the full full smorgasbord of what's going on down there. Um, I I thought I was going to have something to do here in town today and I was surely going to be on my way out there. But I think I got to get back to Omaha a little bit. Oh. Got something I got to do out there. Oh, yeah. Still tomorrow. Still tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah. Um, 402-464-5685 if you have any thoughts on anything we're talking about here on the block. Let's hit the NBA draft for a sec here, Strick. Number one, Spurs take Victor Weminyamba. think that's going to happen. Don't know why it wouldn't happen. So then the draft gets interesting at number two. Rico asked me during water cooler, What's the best course of action for the Hornets as they're currently constructed? Is it Brandon Miller? Is it Scoot Henderson? Is it trade out of that spot and try to get a superstar? Where are you at with Charlotte? It's kind of open right now because of the fact that Charlotte, they've got to entertain everything. They've got to make a decision. They've got to figure out... Is this something that they want to do or they need to do? Or do they just need to go ahead and try to go with Brandon and, and, and see how things go there? So it's it's one of those things that is kind of still up in the air. Um, but you got to listen. You've got to entertain everything and everybody and see kind of where people 
um, and their mindsets are about what they're going to offer you. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's got to be big. Then you've got to worry about what you have. Do you, are you going to have to give up anything? Is what you're going to bring in going to be of high value uh, or equal or more value? So there's a lot of things to consider when you're when you're looking at that. And so that's what it's going to be hard to to decipher. Zion Williamson trade worth it or not worth it for Charlotte? I would say the Zion Williamson trade would be one of those bang or bust Mm. type of situations. And the reason being is it's just, you know, could it be a change of venue that can get his mind right? You gotta, you got in, you got in this clause of his contract, a weight clause. Does he even want to really play, or is he so caught up in the outside aspects of of the NBA life? Um, so there's a lot of risk. You're selling an organization. Uh, if you're Michael Jordan, the next guys that are coming in, is it something that they feel could bring value uh, to the Hornets organization? Uh, is it somebody that can match up and and be a great co-host? With LaMelo Ball. So there's there's just so many things that you have to really think about, you know, before you pull that trigger. Because it is a significant, because you've got to look at it from the standpoint of when are you ever going to be here again? You don't really want to be there again. No. No, because that means your franchise is in the mud. So you want to make this the best bang for whatever it's going to be, whether it be in the trade market or whether it be in the draft market. You've got three guys you've got to choose for, from which one of the threes. You're not getting Wimbanyamba nope. because they're going to sleep. Uh, they're getting put in the grave <laughs> if they don't do that. So that's the thing you gotta you got to think about. Then you get to Portland at number three in a, a similar but different sort of spot. Is it time for Portland to trade Dame away, give up on the era, or – would you try to run it back with Dame one more time? Try to package to get an all-star caliber player to pair with them. It seems to me that Dame is frustrated. Mm-hmm. I think it seems to me that he's given all that he has to give. He's laid it all on the line for you. And at this point, it hasn't been fulfilling to stay. I think he wants to move. I think he feels that his window is closing. And with that window closing, I think he just feels that, you know, maybe a a scenery change is going to be the best move for me right now at this point. So um, I don't think there's anybody, if you look at this draft, is there anybody that could, you know, it's it's still a project. If you're Portland and you're trying to think you're going to surround – you, you you can't. You're not going to be able to do it out of a draft because historically, if you just go back and track even the greatest of players, if you go back and track the majority of some of the greatest to do it, you can look at Kobe Bryant. You can look at Jermaine O'Neal. You can look at, um, um, shoot, um, some that didn't pan out. And you do the average weight of that. You're probably going to say it's a three-year window. Three to four okay. years. It's, it, it took them three to four years to get – even Dirk. Mm-hmm. 
it took them three to four years before they really started hitting their stride. Like you, you, you can see them, you know, making. I think some anomalies in that would have been like Allen Iversons, and you know, guys like Antoine Walker. Mm-hmm. But they, they were old. They went to college, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So do, you know, so it's not even in that three year window. It's still, I think, in that three year window because they went to college. And so that's the thing I think you have to consider and you have to look at, to be honest. The teams we've been talking a lot about today in Portland and in Washington that have decisions to make, strict to me, I think those teams got caught in between. They were never terrible. I mean, Portland until this year wasn't terrible. Washington was always kind of mediocre in the bottom middle, but fighting for a, a play-in type of spot. Yeah. Did they not do enough to go all in? Did they not do enough to bottom out? Would they have been better off you know, picking one path or the other? Or can you respect what they were trying to do with the stars that they had in place in Dame Lillard and Brad Beal? I mean, I can, I can, I, I mean, you definitely can just, you, you can see they tried. Um, I think in a lot of ways, you just look at the Portland organization. I think they've been cursed <laughs> in a lot of ways. I mean, you got to look at Craig Oden. Right. Who was coming out, you know, look, had very promise, a lot of promise there. Even when he played, he was solid. Even when they had Aldridge, it's just like mm-hmm. they weren't able to really do anything with that, even though they made great runs, had great teams. I think they got, I, I, I think they got um, shafted. If you look at those Portland teams when they back, when they had Grant and Pippen mm-hmm. and Stoudemire and the likes of them, I think they got shafted. Because I think they, you know, a couple playoff series that they should have won. I think Ooh. refs were, yeah, yeah, I think the refs were kind of uh, impactful in some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they had some gritty teams when they had like Bonzi Wells and, you know, guys like they were really hard nosed. And so then it just seems that they just haven't been able to figure it out. Brandon Roy? Yeah, the injuries. It's just like they guys get there, they get, they start, you know, trending upward and then, Something just destroys the the momentum of it. You know what I mean? The Lillard-Aldridge situation is fascinating because LaMarcus Aldridge came on the record and said, yeah, I should have been more welcoming to Dame. I still thought that was my franchise. If those two would have been on the same page, because it seemed like LaMarcus really liked his time in Portland, didn't necessarily want to leave. But then Portland started transitioning to Dame, and Aldridge, I don't know if he felt slighted or didn't want to share that spotlight. I mean, that's another huge what if, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah. To, to be able to, to bridge that gap in that transition. Um, what else stands out to you about this draft tonight? I just think it's still crazy. I just still think there's there's more ping pong balls to fall, and I'm not talking about draft balls. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just think there's still a lot of stuff out there that everybody's going to be looking for ways to make splash improvements. Um, there could be some up and down swings as far as draft capital and what they feel. I just think once you get into that 13 to 26 range and into the second round, it has been hit or miss for some time, but I I think people are going to be more uh, focused in that realm, in that area of finding pieces that you can be able to to implement into that depth and it can be like the bronze and Christian bronze mm-hmm. can be those type of players to help your team, you know, get deeper. 
So they're going to be looking for guys that really can probably help, even though they may not be those top tier, tier, tier one or two guys, but they can, you know, you, they can work their way in and, and become something. And so they're being really attentive as to not necessarily just their measurements or their size or their leaping abilities mm-hmm. or athleticism, but they're actually looking for ways in which they can do something significant, whether they're a defensive guru or somebody that can be of help and impact right now if they need him. We see it every year. I mean, there's never been a zero for 60 or zero for 58 this year draft class. There's going to be a player that goes to the right team, a team that finds that right fit for them. It's obviously important for your, you know, San Antonio, Charlotte's, Portland's, Detroit's uh, picking up at the top of the draft to get it right. But not that Christian Brown played a huge role for the Nuggets, but he won them a playoff game. You know, Jordan Poole came in, you know, for the Warriors in the middle of their run and helped him out at times. So as important as the draft is for teams at the front, at the start, it can be just as important for those teams at the end. And then finding guys that didn't get drafted, that you want to take a chance on, that you like their film, maybe not enough to draft them, or you had to stash someone to sign them to, you have an extra two-way contract as well. So what's that maneuvering like at the, at the back end of the draft when you're looking you know, for guys to bring into your G League camp? I mean, I, I think in the past it's been kind of, you know, you, you just get somebody that's athletic or you know you're just going to want to work on or you think has potential um, and you're not really worried about how they are, their skill set like now, but what they could possibly be. But I think guys are going to – I think more now towards that those areas where you know you can find guys like your Fred Van Bleach, you can find guys like your Draymond uh, Greens, you can find these – your Jokic's. Right. Who, you know – you're you're now it's like it used to be if our guys in this top 13 16 if we hit we good and uh, okay it's hit or miss down the line no now i think guys are going to be more you know uh focused as to the possibilities of being able to so we've got to look at you know heart and character and you know worth ethic and you know, what is their skill set, unique skill set that they have that we can expand on? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to be more looking at things like that now. Um, a little follow-up to the Chris Ball thing. We talked a lot about his fit with the Warriors when that breaking news was dropped on us. All the Twitter GMs are saying there's no way this is it for the Warriors. It might be one of those, you know, non-draft ping-pong balls that keep falling. Would the Warriors flip Chris Paul? I mean, it's very possible if they get the right situation, right? You've got to look at them as that to them also, not only are they trying to get young, they're trying to get impact. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So Chris Paul is a great piece to have if if somebody needs a lead, not necessarily score first type of point guard who if he stays healthy and you don't have to use him all like 38 minutes a game. Shouldn't probably. He, he, you know, he could have some value if Chris Paul is paying 25 to 30 minutes a game. You know, I think he could be okay. But when you get up into that 35 plus range, up at near 40, you know, it's different on the body. You're talking mm-hmm. about 82. You know what I mean? It's really it, it feels different. Them knees and their bodies and them ankles and that ice, it works only so much. That body starts to have an effect. Is it just extra sore the next day? Is I it mean, can you tell at the end of the recover. year when you played more minutes? Yeah, it just doesn't recover the same. Just mm. your recovery time is just not the same. 
is just so much harder on the body. Last little bit of NBA news uh, for this segment. Some news out of Washington. So a Qatari investment group, the Qatari Investment Authority, kind of similar to the, the Saudi Arabian group that invested in LIV, um, the Qatari Investment Authority, the, the Sovereign Wealth Fund, they call it, um, of, of Qatar, Qatar, I don't know exactly how you say it, but that country. I think it's Qatar. Qatar. We'll yeah. go Qatar. Um, buying a stake in monumental sports and entertainment. Why is that news? Well, Monumental Sports and Entertainment is the parent company of your NBA Washington Wizards, your WNBA Washington Mystics, and your NHL Washington Capitals. On the NBA front, um, the NBA did change its rules last year to allow these uh, sovereign wealth funds to be able to buy into teams, but they can't own more than 20% of a team. Strick, is this anything? Is it something to keep your eye on? Is it nothing? What do you think? Well, definitely being being not from the area, I'd love to hear D, DP's um, perspective on that. We'll ask him in the crossover. Um, but for me, I mean, I just think that you know the value, the um, you know, just look at what Michael Jordan has done in a purchase of a majority stake purchase of two seventy five. Um, to now one point what six seven billion yeah so I, I I look at it from a standpoint of international investors are looking for ways to you know expand and explore their portfolios hmm. to make up no different than what uh, some NBA players or some other uh, players are going over and buying football teams not NFL football teams but right soccer teams mm-hmm. because the, the the value is astronomical owning a minority share i mean right now let's be honest um tough to get that in the stock market very mm-hmm. you know but in some of these teams you can get high value from certain stakes it's high money but it's high value so i i think when you when you look at that they're no different than what american investors are trying to do and get over and buy some euro league uh types of organizations in football mm-hmm. as opposed to them coming over here and seeing the value upswing anybody watching what happened you know you, you, you they're also looking at markets right right you got one seven in a small you know allegedly quote-unquote small market in charlotte dc is a bigger market mm-hmm. you know so you got to look at the big markets of first you got to look at new york and cali any anywhere in Cali, right? Then you've got to look in Texas, mm-hmm. and then you've got to look Chicago, Chicago. and then you've got to look Atlanta, Miami. Uh, yeah, Miami. Miami because of their success, and then but 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 even DC's before that, the market's right. bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as I'm talking media, uh, not, right. not not necessarily you know population, population sure, or sure. or I'm talking media. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean for them, it's like shoot, it's it's a good look, twenty percent. Get in, high value, make that money. Sure. We'll definitely keep that on the uh, the back burner. Keep it warm and throw it to DP uh, for the crossover. We'll take a break here. Uh, have more on the block when we get back. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.